How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. You are listening to Inside Jokes on Toronto's Talk Radio, AM 640, the show that takes you behind the scenes. In Canadian comedy, entertainment, showbiz in the Great White North. We talk about American stuff, too. We try not to too much because, uh, you know, Canadians need the love for sure. I have two guests on the panel with us today. The lovely and talented Sandra Carusi is away this week. So, yeah, right? That sucks. Everyone's so sad. The voice you're hearing, by the way, is Minnie Holmes, returning friend of the show. I just interrupt them. Well, I think you were, I was saying before we started, I think you might be our most frequent guest that we've had. I'm going to take that title, even if it's not uh, true. You might be the returning all-time okay. champion. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard Minnie on previous shows, Minnie Holmes is a regularly touring comic who splits her time between Canada and the southern U.S., which I'm sure is uh, colorful right now. Uh, she's been seen and heard on Sirius XM, Just for Laughs in Montreal, uh, repeat performer there. The Edinburgh Comedy Festival, Stand Up New York, club stages from coast to coast. And actually, we were talking last week uh, with our friend Ian Sirota about an infamous, the the Jerry Springer hoax, I guess. Yes, the Jerry Springer hoax. That you guys did back. The gift that keeps giving. Some years ago. Yeah. I won't say when. Thank how you. many years ago? Good friend. I was certainly alive, but, you know. Oh, come on. I know. Well, it wasn't I'm, that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. I'm 34 this week, so I was probably like... Just wants to plug his birthday. A, t- a teenager. No, it's a sad <laughs> one. I don't like that. Anything after 30, I just started ignoring. Uh, but you also have a new uh, musical comedy show launching. Yes, I do. At uh, Where at Toronto's... Uh, the Super Wonder Gallery. It's coming. It's an art gallery, and uh, it's got a comedy room at the back, a really intimate comedy room at the back. It seats only 70 people. Red velvet curtain and yeah. everything, like the big deal. And uh, it's kind of full bar and stuff. And we have the super talented Sean Cullen. I can't even believe I got oh, him. Oh, yeah. I'm, Sean's... Like, I'm just so super excited to have him on the first show. Yeah, he's Sean's a live wire. We were talking before the show, actually. There was an incident one time. I guess I'll call it an incident, like three or four years ago, where he just roasted my mom at this TV taping. And it's still one of my favorite things that's ever happened in comedy. Uh, our other guest... First time on the show, so I'm excited to have her in here with us. An award-winning Canadian musical comedian and cabaret performer, I guess is fair to say, right? You could say all of those things. All of those things I don't are mind true. at all. Certainly the award-winning. There was a whole list of awards. Uh, your solo shows have been audience and critic favorites on fringe stages from Toronto to New York, London to Perth, Orlando, and more. Uh, and you, you definitely have your own signature style. Yeah! For sure, right? Which Signature, is, they say. It is. It's <laughs> funny because you have uh, you have this you have like this very polished voice, like a very a, a, a lovely singing voice. Why? Right? Thank you. And and a very smooth, like a very polished sort of studio sound. Like you you have this new album, taking it up the notch. That's on six hundred four records. Uh, we've talked about some of their releases on here before. Nice. But you have also these raunchy and very explicit lyrics yes that are a lot of fun that kind of like hit you like a left hook sometimes yeah uh it's uh the juxtaposition of um singing things that are very frank and candid in a way that's beautiful kind of softens the blow but also you don't see it coming that's kind of kind of my jam that's what you like to hit them with yeah so that voice you're hearing is Shirley Gnome and she does have her new album taking it up the notch coming out on 604 records uh one thing I want to ask you guys and we'll have to 
dive into this more after the break, but I want to ask you both. I want to get into musical comedy today because I feel like for for many, for you and myself uh, mostly, in stand-up, it's kind of a genre that's overlooked. Yes, right. It is. Because it, it's either done really good or really bad. It yes, feels like yeah. exactly. Oh man, and when I get on a stage with this thing with this guitar, I can feel the discomfort fill the room <laughs> because they're looking at me, going, "Oh, this is probably going to be bad." And you know what? Uh, odds are, like, it's probably going to be bad. Like, there's a lot of people that either don't have the jokes right, or they don't have the music right, and and those are two particular things. Uh, and so I don't blame anyone for getting upset when they see me on stage, and then I just hope to prove them wrong. Like, is there that feeling if you're doing a Fringe or if you're doing a, a comedy club or something and you bring out your guitar, they're just like, oh, this is going to happen. You watch people reach for their drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I totally get it because I've probably seen more, uh, you know, not well-executed musical comedy than everyone else in that yeah. room, right? Uh, and then, but when it is good, it's like a revelation. Like it can be so wonderful because music has this great power and comedy has this great power. And if you can get both of those to to work together, then it's actually great. But when they don't, it's very painful. Yeah. And I feel like more so than stand up in a way. In stand up, if you're doing a joke and it bombs, you can try and salvage and work with the audience, but you're bombing. I feel like with musical comedy, hmm. there's a way to actually make that part of the moment and actually bring the crowd into it. It's more interactive in a lot of ways, right? With comedy, it's like, here's this joke I'm presenting, and if I don't sell it to you, then that's it. It's dead in the water, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll come back after the break, get into more musical comedy. Uh, Minnie's new show and Shirley's new album right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Sandra Cruci on Inside Jokes, showcasing the best in comedy. Yeah. And you're back listening to Inside Jokes on Toronto's Talk Radio AM640, brought to you, of course, by our friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. Did you know that, Minnie? What was that? Your eyes can have it all. My eyes can have it all? At Hakeem Optical. Sucking my liver. Yeah. Well, your eyes are, you have, like, perfect vision, though, I think, right? Pretty good you know? when I'm sober. Pretty good, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> when you're sober, yeah. We used to run a show last summer together. Speaking of that. If you remember. Yes, I did. And uh, ran quite a bar tab every week. And I know. I, I, I have know, a few regrets about that. About the show? No, about how much we drank. Yeah. No, it was uh, bad. like, wow, that was a good room, and we were just smashed. We were blotto the, pretty much the entire every week, for <laughs> yeah. sure, at that show. And, of course, we have Shirley Noam in studio with us. I'm drunk right now. You're drunk right now. <laughs> but you're allowed. You're a musician. Yeah, I know. Having to wake up, you know, before nine thirty has been pretty difficult for me. I'm gonna say because I am I don't meet this schedule. Uh, that's all right. I haven't started drinking yet. You it's can. Soon. It's I can. Uh, we were talking before the break about the blend of music and comedy, and and surely, of course, your album "Take It Up the Notch" is uh, is that you are a musical comedian. Uh, and Minnie, your new show. How does it blend the two exactly? You're doing this new show at Super Wonder Gallery. Yes. And uh, I got Sean Cullen on it, which I just I can't believe it. Like I said, I'm really, really psyched about Sean. And if people don't know who Sean Cullen is, they should definitely check him out. He's yes. hosted the Gemini's. He's done Edinburgh. He's done Just for Laugh. I was just looking at how many awards the guy has won. Yeah. He's won like a phenomenal amount of awards. He's won like a Dora Award. He's won Gemini's. He's won, yeah, he's he won my heart. He's, he's yeah. won Shirley Noam's he's heart. He's won my heart, too. We got Precious Chong on the show, too, and Simon Rakoff. And, of course, I'll be hosting it. Well, that that's that's sort of a perfect blend of stand-up and, and music, and especially with Sean Collin, because he's a very sort of theatrical 
Well, performer. I thought he would be a perfect uh, addition to the show because well, actually how it came about is, um, and you know my best friend, Melly Fresh is my best friend, and she owns Play Records. And uh, her and I do a lot of touring together. We work together in Europe. We've done a lot of gay pride and world pride shows together. And uh, we were looking to do something together. And we just happened to come across, uh, we know the owner of the Super Wonder Gallery. And he approached us and said, how about doing a show? And we said, let's do a comedy dance party. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we're like, this sounds great because it is really up our alley. We like to have so much fun. So we're like, let's do a killer show and then do it in the art gallery. And then we can have a dance party afterwards. So I thought, well, the perfect person for that show would be Sean Cullen. Uh, Didn't think he'd say yeah, to be honest with you. But he was down? He's he, down. Yeah, but I've known him for like a long time. Like we've been pals for probably 20, 20 plus years. Well, and it's a him. good it's a good blending of formats. And actually, yeah, a lot of our listeners, we've had Sean on before, and they, but they know him from stand-up, from his stand-up or yeah. maybe from his podcast. But he Also, has, Last Comic Standing. He, he was a finalist on that. He's yeah. been on Ellen, The Tonight Show. He's been on Kilborn. Like he's literally the guy's done everything. He's actually yeah, he's one of those few Canadian comics that sort of people know made it but he stayed here at home, which yeah. is a very very small group of people yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, that can carve that out for themselves. You never know, bare naked ladies might pop in too. He's pretty tight with them. Kevin yeah. Hearn might show up. Well, that's the thing, and a lot of people might not remember listening to the show, but Sean Collin did also have that group, uh, Corky, Corky and the and Juice, the Juice Pigs, right? yeah. Were they a big influence on you, Shirley? Yes! Yeah, that they were. <laughs> I loved them. That was like one of those, you know, there was like the Arrogant Worms, Three Dead Trolls in a Baggie, and Corky and the Juice Pigs were like my Canadian dude musical comedy people. So what inspo- was it groups like that that got you to first sit down and start writing this stuff? Like, did you mm. always have a music background or... Not really, no. I like picked up the guitar. I learned a couple chords from my mom, and then when I was like fifteen, then I like got distracted by something shiny or a boy or something, put it down, picked it up again when I was twenty, learned a couple more chords, and then I just started writing country songs because that's all you can really do with a couple of chords. Yeah. So, and then the silliness was just like making my friends laugh at parties. I was, I would listen to the things they'd be nervous about talking about stuff and I'd be like, oh yeah, well, I did it. And I would start playing a song to make them giggle. So I did love uh, musical comedians and music and all sorts of things, but I didn't necessarily think it was going to ever be my job or that I'd be good at it. So it was almost an improvised thing for you at the beginning. A little bit, yeah. Like it was sort of a, yeah, it would, I wouldn't know about improvise, but like like talking to friends at parties and then almost like making them a present. Like, oh, you remember that thing you talked about and you were like embarrassed about it? Like, okay, well, I made you this funny little song about how it's actually not a big deal. And then I would give them that. And then, yeah, I just kind of started getting a reputation for doing that. And it turned into a career. It did. Making your friends laugh can take you places. Right? See, all those guys who pull out an acoustic guitar at a party and try to play like, hey there, Delilah. <laughs> That everyone <laughs> hates. <laughs> they don't have an album on 604 Records. No. You know, I'll tell you that right now. I just did it by sleeping with people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Not really. That is the opposite <laughs> direction we're trying to go in now. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's true. I wanted to ask you, actually, because I don't really know the full story, Minnie. Uh, well, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> just the summary of sorts. I mean, we'll have to get back into it after the break, but I wanted to get into your infamous uh, Jerry Springer hoax that we were talking about you did with Ian Sirota and Johnny Guardhouse and how exactly you stormed the gates and got got your way onto that show and 
You basically pranked the Jerry Springer show. Uh, actually, it's a good story. Uh, so Johnny and Ian and I are best friends. And uh, Johnny and Ian and Shannon Laverty used to live together. And I lived not far from them. And I used to pretty well go up there every day and watch Jerry Springer. And we just laugh and, you know, make jokes. I just crash out there. I practically lived there. And uh, so we used to always prank each other. Like, like Ian would send Johnny stuff from, like, the House of Masters. <laughs> like yeah. the hair stuff. Like, we would always be sending each other stuff. So... One time they had said, if you ever slept with your babysitter, call 1-800-29-JERRY. So Ian called and said <laughs> that, hi, my name's Johnny Guardhouse, and I've been sleeping with my babysitter. And they called back. And Johnny picked up the phone, and knowing Johnny, Johnny just ran with it. And the next thing you know, they called me, and they're like, oh, my God, we're going to go to Chicago. We were just excited to go on a trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had a free trip. So uh, they just kept phoning me and phoning me. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we'll get back into this after the break. We'll be right back on Inside Jokes with Shirley Gnome and Minnie Holmes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. I am Dean Young, and of course, the lovely, the hilarious Sandra Carusi is away this week. Ooh. Right? Ooh. So I'm just here in here doing what I want. Steve Mann's getting her flowers. Yeah. Sandra, I bought you flowers. We do. <laughs> we have some flowers for her in the studio. Right? Is she going to be here tomorrow? I could leave them for her. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get them to Sandra for sure. We'll yeah, make sure right. she knows they're from you. Better. Right? And not from me. I could use the brown nosing probably with Sandra, but uh, I'll make sure she knows her from you. She loves you. She Right? I'm already I'm already in, in the good graces. Yep. We'll see how much she loves me right now. Uh, listeners, make sure you please buy my album, <laughs> Life Hack. <laughs> it's available now on iTunes from IndiePool.com uh, and Talk Hole Podcast Network. Please buy that. I need uh, good cat food. And he doesn't want to end up back on his dad's couch. Don't want to go back on my dad's couch. And if that... If that reference makes no sense to you, it's all there on the album. It's one mm. hour of talking about that. Uh, I'm talking to Shirley Noman, Minnie Holmes, this week about music and comedy. Uh, before the break, though, you were telling us about how you landed some a few years ago <laughs> yes. on the Jerry Springer show with two other Canadian comics, mm-hmm. Ian Sirota and Johnny Gardhouse. So what happened? So they they fly you to sh- they tell you you're going to Chicago. Yeah. So they just so the funny thing was they just kept. Phoning like relentlessly, they were phoning, and they they were pretty well giving me the story. And uh, the guy's name too, the producer's name was George Washington, which we'll never forget. That. Oh, that's just so just too ironic. So the next thing you know, they're they're flying us down, and Ian and I get flown together because we're oh that was the thing too where I said I'm not going unless my boyfriend comes with me because I'm really <laughs> scared of Johnny. So um, <laughs> so they let so they let us all go down. So Johnny and I were together, and then uh, Sue, Sue Mir, who played the wife, and uh, Johnny went down separately. So we do the show, and at that point, they had that's when the show turned was actually our episode. They said it was the worst show per date because they wanted to kill me. The audience, yeah, they seri- the girls in the audience, serious. Like that's how good we played it. Wow. And Entertainment Tonight, we were on. Uh, so, anyways. It hit the fan, and uh, a guy called Eric Zorn, who was a columnist for um, the Chicago Tribune, saw the show, was outraged, couldn't believe that they had done this to this wife because she was so devastated. And he was writing the story (laughs) as it went across the international wire that we were comics, and he couldn't believe it. And then he turned the story into uh, The Mice That Roared. And then it just went everywhere, like Canada. Like we woke up in the morning. We were the people on the radio stations were looking for us. 
um, every news channel had us on. We were on Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> we we got a, um, Entertainment Weekly gave us a. They said we did an Academy Award performance. <laughs> wow! Oh, twenty twenty flew us down, and Barbara Walters did a disclaimer that she had nothing to do with the next segment. Really? That's got to go in my demo reel, huh? <laughs> that really should. Why isn't that in there? I know. I got to get that in there. I, I, I think the fact that, you know, <laughs> never mind all the stuff going on in the U.S. right now, I think just the fact that the executive producer of Jerry Springer's show was named George Washington, that just sums up America right there. Yeah. Oh, how so long perfectly. before sexual harassment charges come out on Jerry Springer? That's probably uh, already happened. Yeah, didn't that already know. happen? Did it? Something? Charlie Rose was yesterday. Yeah, oh my God, I know. Right? I only that? just found out about that today. Yeah. Him walking around naked or something? I don't his know. bathrobe? Even his bathrobe open, I think, was the... I'm not quite sure. But I feel like every day you go on Twitter now, it's like they're either dead or they groped someone. That's yeah. If you see a name trending, it's like dead or harassment. I want to start a things. poll like, with the people. Like, who's next? Sean Penn. You know, he's coming up soon. Well, I mean, he did horrible stuff that people already know about, like with to Madonna and things like that. Like yeah. Sean Penn oh, has a beat his wife. pretty bad rap sheet, yeah. Yeah, but I, Larry King has to have some stuff. <laughs> Larry King, right? Oh, yeah. All the old guys. I yeah. want to actually. Oh. I, I kind of want to touch on it. We talked a little bit about it um, last week, and you've both obviously you've been around in comedy for different lengths, I suppose, and di- and different stages and different um, environments, I guess, but. What it's like for you in comedy, how much of that sort of stuff have you encountered? And how much is it changing right now, actually, the climate of it? Well, this is interesting, is I didn't even realize how much stuff I put up with until I actually joined some comedy groups with -hmm. with females. And since everybody's been talking about it so much, because at the beginning I was like, that's nothing compared to what happened to me. And then I started thinking, well, that's not cool. You know, like that's not, you know, like downplaying other women's like abuse just because mine was worse where really it's, it shouldn't have happened at all. Um, But I would probably say half the people I've toured with. uh, Have tried to or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's like, there's so many. Plus, you know, we, you know, we share those comedy condos and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of room with alcohol and bad decisions and depression. I'm curious to get into this, uh, especially because you guys would have unique perspectives. And surely, of course, like mm-hmm. not only performing in the fringe world, in the comedy world, but also the music world, which notoriously, God knows how much stuff happens there. But I feel like there is this sort of groundswell happening right now where it's like, well, no, we were always just kind of glossing over this stuff since the beginning of time and accepting it, right? Yeah, it, it is that sort of uh, coping mechanism of like, there's I'm powerless, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just going to be like, well, this is just the way it is. Got to tough up and, you know, and and now with everyone being like, actually, no, let's let's talk about this and let's change it. It's been really um, revelatory and awful and powerful and all of these things and triggering. Yeah, very definitely. Um, uh, And just the and the thing is, we we were talking about it in our industries, but it's so pervasive in in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the real thing. It's like this is we're, we're having to focus on the entertainment industry right now, which is good. I think it gives people an emotional uh, sort of uh, understanding because they have they un- they just see these people they think they know them and then they do these terrible things and then you go wait what and then it's like well actually you're probably friends with somebody who's done all of these things too yeah. it's everywhere I agree I I was thinking about that like people like oh yeah like when I when I modeled when I was younger every photographer touching me and stuff you know and I'm an actress and, you know comedy but the worst was when I waitress. 
The truth right. is, you know, the bartender has the bar between them. A waitress, it's like, and it's not just you go to the tables, they come on to you. The guys at the bar are coming on to you. The manager's in the back trying to lick your say, neck. Yeah. It's just the, man, the staff alone. Then you go into the kitchen, and the kitchen harasses you. Like, there was really no reprieve when you were a waitress. I would yeah. just go hide in the bathroom sometimes. Okay, the I want to, there was a clip that came out, actually, I want to get back into. We'll come back to that after the break. You are, of course, listening to Inside Jokes right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. You are listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640, brought to you by our friends at Hakeem Optical. And I'm, of course, in studio with Shirley, Hol- Shirley Gnome and Minnie yeah, Holmes. Yeah. I just swapped your names around. Exactly. That's right? cute. We should, nice? we should turn together. Minnie Gnome and Shirley Holmes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm small as a gnome. There you go. Yeah, you can just be a duo. Mini gnomes. I'm a mini gnome. Put me on your lawn. Mini gnomes. (laughs) Touring duo. I like it. (laughs) We're both blondies. Right? There we go. I think we just, Mini likes to start a new show every two weeks. So that's your next (laughs) one right there. I'm ready. That's true. Maybe you'll do this. Every time I see you, you're just like, I'm doing this whole new thing. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Try dating me. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, We were getting into, uh, before the break, we were talking about this sort of, it feels like it's just, everything coming apart right now not just in hollywood but in canadian showbiz just the entertainment industry as a whole there's all this stuff coming to the surface about the harassment that goes on and all these allegations it seems daily like different people are being named uh and i was watching this clip the other day uh i think you guys saw sarah silverman came out to talk about the louis ck thing and and she's of course been close friends with louis for you know 25 years she said uh they always worked together they were always very tight and she said, you know, I didn't even want to really address this, but people were urging me to because obviously as a comedian, I should address this on my platform, on my show. As a female, I should address this and as somebody who's personal friends with Louie. And I like the way she phrased it because you were talking about before the break about how it happens everywhere and you could be working in a restaurant and this stuff goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just right now it's good in a way to see this being purged with celebrities to start with. Because these are people who we tend to idolize, right? Yeah. We tend to feel like we know them personally in some way through their art. Uh, when it, I, I feel like when it when it comes out about a politician, there's always just, well, uh, yeah, politicians are seedy. We knew that. Yeah, I knew that guy that. was probably garbage, that's their right? Thing. That's their thing. Yeah. Like that's just always been that's always been more of an openly known thing, right? Maybe not in specifics, but with celebrities, it's sort of this shock factor of like, no, not them too, not them yeah. too. But like Sarah said. She said, you know, this is tough for me being friends with the person who did this, but I'm also angry about the women it happened to. And she said, it does happen everywhere. You could be working in a bakery and this stuff is going on every day. And she likened it to cutting out tumors. She said, it's going to be messy and it's going to hurt, but it's necessary to actually get healthy again. Yeah, move forward. Which is true because we were talking a few weeks ago, uh, I think Alonzo Bowden was talking about how with the Harvey Weinstein thing, for example, everybody was sort of like, well, yeah, that's everybody knows about the casting couch that's been going on forever. So, okay, so why has it been going on forever? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or like questions. Right? So, yeah. I mean, it, it seems shocking to see well, so many I people. I think people turn a blind eye. Like, like, let's be honest, it was going on with Shirley Temple, you know? Like they, and, yeah. and everybody knew about that. And she spoke about that as a politician. She, she publicly came out and spoke about it. People uh, have known about this 
for a long, long time. Corey Feldman's yeah, been talking say. about yeah. it yeah. forever. Yeah. He's been up for a long time. A too. long time. And he's been yeah. screaming at the top of his lungs and uh, people haven't been paying attention. But in relation to comedy, I would say, you know, I've been doing comedy for 20 years. And uh, anytime at the beginning of my career when anything would happen, and I mean severe incidents, I was told pretty well, uh, oh, you can't handle the road. And yeah, yeah right. and that, that was the first yeah. thing that I would be told from from my employers would be, oh, you can't handle the road. And then I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just shut up. You know, I also had a big celebrity um, almost break my arm at a comedy club. And I went to the owner and the fe- the owner was a female in Toronto mm-hmm. and she shoved her finger in my face and said, shut your face. He'll never play here again. And I learned very young then wow. keep my mouth shut or you won't work. I want to ask Shirley about this, too, because obviously you've both toured. You've both played clubs. You've both played festivals. Um, but also working in that other circle that overlaps with musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there times like that when you had to s- just sort of like grin and bear it? Because people tend, it's a power thing, right? That's what we're hearing about a lot now because yeah. people like dangle that carrot over your head of like, well, uh, here's your career though. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I can give you a, like, that's definitely happened. Um, when I was younger as well, it seemed to be like, like, you know, they prey on vulnerability yeah. and that often will take the form of youth for them because uh, you're less likely to scream and yell, perhaps. And I remember in one experience uh, when I was playing with a band, I went, uh, myself and another bandmate went to talk to the guy who was booking at this venue in Vancouver, which was a really big venue and it was a really big deal for our band. We were fledgling and all that. And we're having this conversation, like doing all the business stuff. And the guys reached down and grabbed my ass really hard in the middle of this meeting and I didn't wow. I was like in complete shock I didn't say a thing I was just like um and the thought that went through my head is if I say something I'm gonna let my whole band down and we're not gonna get this gig and so I just need to tough it up for them and then also for me and it was a really humiliating moment and he knew what he was doing because like he was playing that power position yeah and that was that was nothing to do with comedy that was just straight up in the music world and it that that's that's it it's just it's happening everywhere you know it totally is and i feel like uh, i you know and i've seen it in comedy and i've said before on the show and it's just a truth i've never i i know that as a male comic i just the only thing i have to worry about is my material yeah right yeah. i go show up to the show do the show i can hang out with people if i want afterwards or leave and that's it i don't have any other worries there's always been this thing for female comics where it's like, yeah, but, and with you guys, this applies certainly to to your material. It's like, well, but she's talking about sex, yeah, so it's right. fair game. Yeah. Oh, right? that's the. I have a whole bit in my live show that I do about assumed consent, like the idea that, and it happens to lots of different performers when they go on stage and they infer that they enjoy sex. That gets interpreted by an entitled person as like, oh, they're gonna have sex with me specifically. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Like, I had a guy after a comedy show in Port Alberni. British Columbia, armpit of, of Vancouver Island. He grabbed me by the neck and tried to pull me in for a kiss after. He's like, great set. And he just grabbed me. Oh, my God. And I was like, where did you read that? It, and it's it's an attitude. And I don't know what your experiences are like with audiences, but this seems to be an issue uh, with just with how people perceive what you do and and uh, and yeah. think that that's a free pass. I literally run from the audience. You know, comics, yeah. I'll stand there and want to talk to everybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I go hide in the bathroom because every guy wants to challenge you after a show yeah, yeah. when you're a female. Yeah, just trying to, you know, like dominate assert their me. dominance over yeah. someone that they perceive as inferior, who's made them feel like that because they're funnier than they are. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. There's that mixed with. Well, I guess yeah. Oh, we'll come back after the break with that because I feel like that's. Uh, going to be a lot to get into we'll be right back with shirley and Minnie, the mini gnomes 
The mini gnome. Here we are. Right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, you. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. And we're back on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. And I, of course, have Minnie Holmes and Shirley Gnome in studio with me today. And yeah. we're talking about right. heavy stuff. Yeah, so, we so, are. A little it's bit. real. It's a real time. It's right? a real time. We're, we're talking it real. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about uh, music and comedy. Uh, Shirley, of course, has a new album, Taking It Up the Notch, that's available through 604 Records. And Minnie Holmes has a new show launching here in Toronto at the Super Wonder Gallery, which we'll get back to. Both blending comedy and music. But we were talking before the break. Uh, about this, I guess it feels like a bit of a cultural change that's happening right now. I hope God. so. Right? In- <laughs> Hopefully it's that and not just like a, a hot new trend like snap-on bracelets and dubstep. Yeah, <laughs> like name names and then it just disappears again. And it disappears. Again. It's, uh, yeah. I don't think so. No. I don't I, think so I, either. The is opened. Even I feel like, and, and this isn't necessarily related, but even talking about, you know, how all this stuff is finally coming to the forefront right now and names are being named en masse, uh, as far as, you know, sexual harassment and assault that's happening. It happens everywhere, but that's happening specifically in showbiz and comedy right now. Um, but even I feel like the, the the climate is changing in comedy. I've certainly seen a difference even just right here in, in hubs like Toronto just the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. How much it's opened up so much more for female comics and headliners and how much more diversity and representation there is happening right now. I mean, even like you think about the girls that we know, even years ago when they started getting having rooms calling them safe rooms. Before, yeah. any, rooms, before yeah. this stuff even happened, yeah. Yeah. we were already doing safe rooms. Like if that wasn't a, a cry for help, I don't know what is. Yeah. Well, and also just like uh, shows that were like theme shows and it'd be like all female comics. Yeah. And I, I recognize why those had to happen at first from female showrunners. It's because like, well, because this is we have to completely cultivate this if we want this to happen. But I feel like now it's finally just to the point where it's like, just no, just comics. And it's yeah. opened up more where it's like, well, we don't have to have a token this race and a token female on here. It's like, no, you actually just have representation for anybody. And it's funny because I do see a lot of male comics just being like, well, what's happening? All the spots are going to, like, now it's yeah. not about us anymore. That's the point is yeah. that you never had to worry about that. The dick joke show is over. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you never had to fight tooth and nail to actually get on certain shows because there was one slot reserved for your type, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's the same thing with, you know, the minorities, you know, exactly. And, and you know, and it would be like, oh, we had well, we had one black comic and And one one gay comic. And yeah, the gays. Yeah. Or the or a female. It's true. And I feel like and and here in Toronto was a good sort of microcosm of that, where all these independent producers started doing these shows where it's like, nope, we're only having a female lineup. We're only having that. And it sort of forced the festivals to look at what was actually happening. Yeah. On the ground floor in comedy. The festivals look at what they want to look at. And I feel like one thing that always enabled that was, you know, we always, especially here in Canada, we always had that culture and that industry because there's such a limit to th- to what we're fighting to perform on. And, you know, yeah. there's only so many big gigs and so much money and stuff like that. And there was always gatekeepers that sort of had the access to all this stuff. And they controlled that, right? Yeah. So you had to sort of. Well, who's gonna who's gonna talk back to the agent at CAA or ICM at in exactly. Montreal? We're just all, oh, we're just so excited to meet you, and you know, and they're just major creeps. And I feel wow. like tastes are changing now, and enough independent creators and producers 
started making their own stuff and building these huge followings on their own that the the powers that be finally had to look at this and go like okay we actually have to play along with them now like we don't get to play gatekeeper anymore uh we'll touch on that a little bit later but i did want to get a sample from shirley no so your new album taking it up the notch (laughs) is out now on 604 records it sure is am i am i dreaming is this real life (laughs) so we're gonna get uh a a sample from you yeah i know it's like uh this is it's Pretty heavy to follow that kind of conversation with a little ditty about sex, but um, the thing is, uh, a lot of what I write about, like the reason I write about it, is definitely because we live in this, these cultures where there's so much shaming, like there's so much of a feeling of shame that you get right. from being treated really badly, that when you're able to overcome that and feel good and uh, and reclaim the fun and positivity of doing sex things, like that's where I kind of live creatively. Um, and so a lot of my songs are just about like when things are going well and how silly and funny and gross they are. <laughs> so uh, with that, I thought maybe we could maybe some romance would be good. Maybe we can fill this room with some love. Ah, let's take deep community breaths. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Okay. So this is a song about new love um, and uh, burgeoning intimacy. Ooh, it's so nice out. I think I'll go for a walk. The sun sets on the evening. I see the lovers making out in the park. I make my way down the paths through the grass. I get as close as I can. And as I walk past the lovers, I fart. Crop dusting lovers in the park Just before it gets dark And just like a fart, love is better out than in Woo! Nice! Shirley Gnome, everybody. Very romantic. Taking it up the notch on 604 Records. We will be right back on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's actually a design tip, and that is look up. I'm talking about taking advantage of the vertical space in your home. There's a lot of square footage up there above the couches and tables. That could mean adding shelves and colorful wall-mounted cabinets of different sizes, stacking your paintings or artwork in an interesting arrangement, changing your floor lamp to wall-mounted lighting. Not only will it add some character to your space, it's also quite functional. Call or email me today. I can help you. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all. At Hakeem Optical. Uh, once again, we are with our guest today, Minnie Holmes and Shirley Gnome. <laughs> Those really do blend together nicely. They do, right? Actually. 
So before the break, we heard from Shirley Gnome from her new album, Taking It Up the Notch, which is on 604 Records. Uh, so I just want to ask people, where's the best place for people to get your album, see you live, all of the Shirley Gnome things? All the Shirley Gnome things. Well, uh, you know, streaming online is good. You can also get the CD at 604 Records. The best way, though, is to come to one of my shows or I'll sign it for you. We can have a hug, whatever. It's cool, whatever. Uh, I have shows... I mean, I tour all the time. I'm co- I'm going to the West Coast really soon. So uh, Victoria, Duncan, uh, Portland, San Francisco, all up until and Vancouver, all up until Christmas. Uh, and if you want to like watch uh, videos of mine or hear more music, uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel is really good for that. ShirleyNome.com is my website. circa 1998. I think you really enjoy it. <laughs> if you like GeoCities, check it out. Uh, and uh, you know all the things. Uh, I'm the only person with the name Shirley Gnome, so just Google me and say hello. And you do. You have like Shirley Gnome gifts on there. Oh, I have gifts aplenty. <laughs> right. So go on there just for the Shirley Gnome gifts. And of course, yeah, make sure you make sure you download Taking It Up the Notch, and you can hear more. You just got a taste just now on Inside Jokes. Just a little taste. A wee breath. A wee breath, if you will. And uh, of course, our returning champion, our old friend Minnie Holmes. Uh, where's so? Where's this? Where and when is the new show happening again okay, for listeners? So it's uh, the Super Comedy Dance Party, which is at the Super Wonder Gallery. <laughs> it's a lot of supers and wonders there. <laughs> uh, and that's on December 2nd, Saturday, December 2nd. There are limited seats. There is only 70 seats to see Sean Cullen. Half the tickets are already sold out. You can go to Super Comedy Dance Party and uh, purchase tickets. You can also go to Brown Paper Tickets and punch in Super Comedy Dance Party. Tickets are 20 bucks um, at the door or in advance. That's a steal. We also have Precious Chong on the show, yep. Simon Rakoff, myself, my best friend, Melly Fresh, and Play Records will be doing the after party, and she'll be premiering her new single, Candy Cane. That's perfect. That is a really good packed variety show. It's going to be a killer You get stand-up, you get music, you get a little bit of theater, and of course you get the dance party afterwards. And you get Sean Cullen for 20 bucks. You get Sean Cullen for 20 bucks. That's a festival lineup right there that, that you would not get for $20. And now for your weekly listings. Catch Mini Holmes with Sean Cullen, Melly Fresh, and more Saturday, December 2nd at the Super Wonder Gallery here in Toronto. And of course, don't forget to download Shirley Gnome's new album, Taking It Up the Notch, available now through 604 Records. And check out Lifehack, my debut album on iTunes. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for your comedy RX, this week featuring Minnie Holmes. Weird things about LA. I guess it's like you're used to when you live here, but for me, I just came here, so I noticed things like do you never notice that a lot of people are really pierced and tattooed here? But like excessively pierced? I'm thinking, hey, you know, I'm a bit of a Gen Xer. What's gonna happen when this generation gets older? Like, really? And they're influencing a younger generation. Like, what is that gonna be like? I wanted a tattoo of Megadeth on my ankle, just like Grandma. (laughs) Yeah, well, it started on her. (laughs) Here's a turner for the youth of today. 
And of course, I would like to thank uh, our dear host, Sandra Carusi, who you, you will hear from again on the show coming up. And of course, our lovely producer, Julia, running the board for us. Yay. Alicia and the whole crew here, right? Yeah. Everybody making this show happen. Sandra, Every week. A lot of talent in this studio every week. Uh, and of course, I'm Dean Young. Please make sure you get my album Life Hack that is available now on iTunes. It's one hour of a young man having a premature midlife crisis. That's what you can <laughs> expect to hear on that. And tacos. And ta- yeah, <laughs> divorce tacos. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Hakeem Optical, and of course, Holly Garby Penny at Bosley Real Estate. That's our show. Stay tuned right now for the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640.